The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low-capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker-dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. It's Jim Cramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action. Good Wednesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Kington here with Jim Cramer, David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. It has been a week since that big sell-off, and futures getting a bounce here on these stellar results from Lowe's and Target as the market reacts to the president, saying he's eyeing a payroll tax cut, possibly indexing capital gains to inflation and more. Watch Germany, an unprecedented 30-year auction at a negative 11 basis points. Is this a turning point for yields around the world? 30-year here, 206. We'll get Fed minutes later on today. Our roadmap begins with retail earnings. Target and Lowe's both soaring in the pre-market on their results, bucking the downward trend in retail. And it has been exactly one week since the Dow's 800-point drop, but we're close to recovering the losses. We're going to take a look at the wild ride over the last week and, of course, what you can expect next. And as the September 1st tariffs approach, we're going to take a look at the companies that may be in your portfolio with the most exposure. First up, though, Target set to open at an all-time high. Lowe's also surging in the pre-market on these better-than-expected quarterly earnings, revenues, and comps. Target boosts its full-year guidance as digital sales drove more than half of the growth in Q2 comps. Lowe's reporting positive comps in all of their geographic regions in the United States and outpacing Depot for the second consecutive quarter. Look, we got to focus on execution and risk-taking. Both Marvin Ellison at Lowe's and Brian Cornell at Target took big risks. They blew up. Some people say they blew up the way that they do business. Uh, Niblock had run lows. A lot of people didn't like the way he was doing it. And uh, Steinfeld, well, let's just forget the previous people at Target. But I just am blown away by how many things Cornell has done right, whether it be buying shipped SHIPT, whether it be many formats. No one ever thinks that you can do more than one format. Who can do that? His urban formats, he's putting stores up in urban America, and it is working. And no one else is doing it. Marvin Ellison, he got rid of a lot of people. And the people he got rid of, well, let's just say that they were impediments. Uh, Every single category, every single geographic area, Ellison, this was one year it took. One year. And people were betting against him because last quarter wasn't that good. I am just in awe of what Ellison done. What explains done. the difference between his execution there and at Penny? I think Penny was, a, you know, I, I, like I said, a little bit less than Macy's, but it was a lost cause. Because these are all, they're about one thing. They are about balance sheets. And these companies had balance sheets. So they can, take, they can do experiments. They can try new things. And, um, well, let's just say that they're, the balance sheet at Penny is what keeps them back. Now, the uh, people who are running Penny now, they have a vision, but do they have the money? Lowe's had the money. And by the way, these guys are so much money, they're like Target brought back a huge amount of shares. So uh, it's, it's, a, it's Watch, and I'm trying to figure out how to do Watch L. What do you do? It's, it's Walmart, it's Amazon, it's Target, it's Costco, it's Home Depot. And now we've got to put Ellison in. Maybe the W Science, uh, Silent, like Lotch, I don't know. But I, I, Marvin, Maybe. I really, I mean, when I go over, look, what, what was good? Millwork, paint, appliances. Appliances were very strong for Home Depot. Carl, I come back. 
Millwork paint appliances, where's the recession? Is it just in the yield curve? As Brian Moynihan said, the punditocracy. Yeah, people, he pronounced are, it differently. people are trying to use these as, as uh, extrapolate 14 trillion in personal consumption expenditures to what, 100 billion in revenues here? Yeah, well, you, think, you think this represents all of American retail? 23, 23% of, uh, according to Home Depot, which says the best word, 23% of the economy is housing. And these are very housing related, and you don't spend your money on these if you think your house is going down in value. But the reason you chose that watch acronym, and it's been a couple months, and it was a brilliant call, is because you knew these were the ones that would steal share. I go from vis- an- I visited them all, and I was blown away. Particularly I mean, the new targets; they are as exciting as when you first went to Target when you were younger. An urban Target with the third floor being school uniforms of the neighborhood, with the first floor having the freshest produce consumables. Produce not from China, not from China. Right. Um, I'd like to focus on Target. Yeah, why not? I'm ready. First of all, the stock, as you see, is just extraordinary. Brian Cornell. The conference call is still going on. I mean, their their digital sales obviously were up sharply, 34%. Their ability to fulfill within one day. But Mr. Cornell also talking about, I guess, a question he gets a lot in terms of the ability of their stores to fulfill higher levels of digital sales within their existing square footage. And he makes the point that last year the store's fulfilled sales accounted for an average productivity of just over 300 a square foot, 300 bucks a square foot. And when you do the math, the, every additional billion dollars of store-fulfilled digital sales, so you're coming to the store to right. pick up, uh, would raise that productivity by about $4 a foot. So if we double last year's $5 billion in digital sales and fulfill all of that extra volume in right. our stores, our average store sales productivity rises by just over $20 a foot. Right. This is a key here that I think okay, so what, is worth focusing okay, on. Here's a quiz. Why is that? Why is it what? Why is that so supercharged? Because I have the answer. What is it? The clock of the store. Much of the afternoon at a store has been a vast wasteland. But now because of this pickup, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, or 5 o'clock busy. This was dead time. Can you imagine how brilliant Cornell was? He realized that there's no one in it. But he took me to a store in off hours. It used to be a bowling alley. Now people are there. They're shopping. They're stopping with consumables. They're stopping at the Starbucks. They're going to CVS. It's just incredible. People- stores are crowded in the afternoon. Because of people picking their stuff up yes. to a certain so, extent. Think I mean, about it. Says 450 you, locations delivered average per foot productivity of more than $430 last year. More than 100 bucks higher than their average for the chain. And shipped is better. I mean, shipped is an outfit that he bought for, what, for half a billion? It's just been a brilliant acquisition. When you go to the brand new stores, they are breathtaking. They are exciting. They've got bargains. When you talk to Cornell, what he says is like, this is the area that we're destroying Bed Bath. This is the area that we're destroying Pier 1. This is the area that we're taking on warmer fashion. And it, this is the area we've got better produce. Uh, it is breathtaking, the stores. I've been to the small format in Philadelphia. Small format, the larger format in Brooklyn. You know what he's doing? He's targeting neighborhoods. This is a man that is so in tune with our country. He is targeting neighborhoods that a lot of us have felt would never come back in terms of just the vibrance. And he has seen it happen. And some of it, by the way, he doesn't like to talk about it. I'm trying to get him to talk about it. They build soccer fields everywhere. One of their community initiatives. 
soccer fields. They are so in tune. They're managers, young managers from the neighborhood, incentivized. It is America. And it's America, the good part of America that we don't think about or they don't talk about in Washington. It is the, remember the term rainbow? Yeah. It is, which I liked, by the way, because it was kind of positive. Yeah. And I also liked RFK. I'm really a dreamer. He's doing it. He is saying, you know what, these two-income neighborhoods, these people deserve great stores, and we are giving it to them. I, I salute Brian Cornell as being what we're looking for in this country right now, a leader who is just thinking about what's the right thing to do in neighborhoods that have been left behind. It's, uh, I'm it's fired up by him. of those now perhaps a dual or more mandates of trying to be good to the community and good to your shareholders. Amen. So. Not only does he say it, I don't know if nobody does the business council. He lives it. I had a cup of coffee at that Starbucks. I just sat back and just blown away. I would, it was like what Howard Schultz first talked about, the third way. If I were not as employed on TV, I would just sit at Target and just look. Amazed, the vibrance. Luckily, we have you here because you're on the clock. Uh, retailers obviously setting the stage for a positive open on the street today. It was a week ago that stocks experienced their worst day of the year, that 3% drop with the Dow tumbling 800. But since then, major indices have recouped almost all of the losses from that sell-off. Uh, Becky asked Moynihan about it the other a few moments right. ago. I uh, wouldn't really talk about specifics. But um, what do you think we've learned? How much of this was technical? I just loved what he said about the yield curve and how the yield curve changed the tune of what people thought. Now, I look at Target, and I look at Lowe's, I look at Costco, I look at Walmart, I look at Amazon, uh, Home Depot, and I say, you know, guys, those people are not responding to the inverted yield curve. We can talk them into negativity. And there is, on all the conference calls, there's a lot of questions about tariffs. The companies with big scale are going to eat the tariffs. You know, Home Depot had a great lesson about how it's going to be like 1% the whole thing of, uh, of their business. But these are companies that are ready for 10% tariff. Bring it on. They figured it out. Their numbers are including it. Um, and aren't these America? What's America? What's what? America? What, what, I don't know. My America and your America may be two different things. People shop in this country. David, people have homes. They have families. They don't just use Grubhub. A lot of people don't just sit there and play um, Call of Duty. And, uh, so we're going to pretend Coles and Macy's are don't exist. Okay, I've gone over Coles nine ways to Sunday. Not America. I, I'm going to tell you. I liked America. I liked Coles. Michelle Goss did say some things in the spring that were more bullish than what she delivered. They had some margin contraction. Macy's. I just don't have anything to say because my my mother always said if anything good to say, don't say it. Urban Outfitters. I don't have to say it because the CEO said it that it was a bad quarter. But they have this thing called Newly. All right, Newly. Do you guys know Newly? Rent six items for 88 bucks, mm. rent clothes. You rent them, and then you return them. You might like some of them. You buy them. It is doing very well. This is that rent the wrong way. This is that whole subscription economy that people my age think, what a subscription. Isn't that what we get to Time Magazine? Benioff. Subscription, Newly, N-W-L-Y, is a very interesting website that you can go and trial. I think you should trial it. Millennials don't even have closets. Have you seen millennials' apartments? They don't have closets. They don't have closets. They have hallways. So they need these. They need doormen, then, to take all the packages going That's in That's a big out. issue now. You'd rather have a doorman than a bedroom because of net-a-porte, because of newly, rent the runway. A bedroom is sacrificed by boxes 
But the fact is, is that this Internet economy, this was the quarter where everybody said, all right, I guess I got to spend a lot of money. And Kohl's did not spend it as well as I thought. And Target did. Target spent it brilliantly. Because shipped. Because this shipped was so smart. No one gives Cornell any credit. I have a theory why. I don't know about that. But you're your original points about balance sheet, Jim. And he could afford to do it because he's not busy delevering from a triple B rating. Exactly. Remember what he did when he came in? He shut down Canada. Well, and he didn't want to lose money at Walmart also with the support of the family, which still more or less controls the company. Yeah, he's got to get a bit more Um, statesmanlike. He's not been statesmanlike at all. What? He hasn't been. Who? He doesn't tell his story well. McMillan. Not at all. Not statesmanlike, doesn't tell his story well. He doesn't tell his story well at all. What would the story be that he should be telling better? Uh, Vibrancy to uh, neighborhoods that otherwise have been left behind. Areas of the country that don't have, you know, Galena, Louisiana. It's their store. Go to Galena. Listen, that goes back to my first documentary, which is a long time ago now, in terms of the debate about what they're doing in small-town America versus the benefits they're bringing to people. But you think? That's moved on. That's now about, yeah, really they, about now Amazon. They, but they raised of- the minimum wage. That was so important. That's the turn. But I was going to give you a target thing that it was going to be praised to you, but he just cut me off entirely. Where's he from? Doug McMillan? No, Brian <laughs> Cornell. Canada? Whitestone. <laughs> I don't He's a Queens boy. Is he's he 61, really? by the way. He looks 50. He's from Queens. He's from Another Queens. One. That's right. why he's very self-effacing, like many of the we've Queens got, people as opposed to the Brooklyn people. We've got, you know, on both sides but of the ledger are, in Queens. Uh, got one on one side, twang us down, but we've got... Lisa yeah. Sue, self-effacing. Do you know that Lisa Sue's actually re- uh, related to Jensen Wong? What? Yes, the two greatest semiconductor people of our year are related. <laughs> Didn't know that, did you? Uh, well, you told me previously, so I did know it because I remembered it. So I told it to you before. Yeah. Target's exciting. Wow. We're going to go up to that one in the 1500 well, block. It's, in, uh, it's not Lapish only going to be maybe the best day ever yes. if it's above 17.8%. Uh, but it will be an all-time high going back to the IPO in 1967. Is that fantastic? Yeah. We're back to the days when Target was the place that you wanted to go when they when they got rid of Dayton Hudson. Still Dayton Hudson, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, they separated those yeah. two. Yeah. Target's always been fun. But it's never been more fun. I'll take you to a Target table for you. There's one on the east side. Let's go. Yeah, right up east. Let's leave right, right now. On third Avenue. Let's yeah. leave right now to that one. Can I just go? No, you can't leave. I want to take you shopping right now. Well, I, it's a field trip. Give me a camera. You have a camera? <laughs> you got a camera? Extra camera? <laughs> the guys can work it out, right? You can, a shopping you can do a live shop. We have sure some time to this the afternoon because I got to come back and do closing bell. So if you want to go do it, you're now. doing closing bell. Yeah, yeah. Oh, David, get a raise. That's ridiculous. I guess I can't take him shopping today. All right, I'll get you shopping. Well, you are going to move to the Mad Dash after a break. Yeah, we'll get the opening shop bell. At children's place. They Obviously, need we're it. talking a lot about the consumer because that's where it's at. Uh, we'll get to uh, Toll and Tesla and some other names after a break. Canva presents stories to keep you up at night. It was an ordinary work day until the Singapore presentation is at. <laughs> 3 a.m. The office was shocked. That's when we sleep. Maya made it less scary with Canva. (laughs) I'll just record my presentation so Singapore can watch it anytime. Record and present anytime with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work.
Welcome back. We'll get started with trading here in about 12 minutes. The New York Stock Exchange. We spent a lot of time in the first part of the show talking about success in retail for Target and Lowe's. Perhaps not quite as much for Children's Place. No. Um, they had a 3.8% comparable store decrease in Q- Q2 uh, versus a 13.2% com- comparable decrease last year when they were white- busy wiping out Chimbury. Now, David, this is, again, what is the dichotomy here? Pure mall versus strip mall versus standalone. Uh, and Children's but Jane Elfers is a very good, very good merchant. I just don't know how. And she's integrating the Jim Brees that, that she picked. I don't know how you fight the, the headwind of them all. I just haven't seen anyone do it yet. Foot Locker reports at the end of the week, maybe they can. But the mall has become a vast wasteland. And uh, there's a PEI, which is a Phil- Pennsylvania, it's a, a REIT, that is uh, going to open a brand new mall downtown Philadelphia. In their conference call, they talk about the, the notion of, frankly, the... Uh, there's not enough stores going into them. So there's this factor of, like, you have a JCPenney anchor, a Sears anchor. Now, do urban malls fare better than suburban malls, no. or is there no difference? No. The vacancies, David, are horrendous. Now, the vacancies in Tanger are huge. Now, they all try to get pop-up stores, and they try to make something happen. But I would, But look at Shopify. Shopify is created online, okay? What these companies want to do... Uh, in brick right. and mortar. And what I am... There, there's Shopify. Now, isn't that the exact right. opposite? No, if I want to sell whatever it is, Hawaiian shirts, yes. I come up with it, I figure it out, I market it, I get these guys, they do everything for me, I'm done. I feel like that if you have an idea in your head, you are, you are equal, you're better than a brick and mortar place. Anything. This is maybe the great story of our time. Does anyone talk about it? No. Do you know why? They're Canadian. They're too self-effacing, so I have to do it for them. Okay, Shopify, good, children's place. Will you look at that? Bad. Look at the wealth creation there. Everybody, I mean, Adobe, Salesforce, everyone would have liked to buy them, but they're, they're NFS, David. Market's going to be higher. We'll be back, uh, at least it looks like it, 10 minutes from now. We're back after this. Hi, I'm Ben. I suffer from a condition called writer's block it strikes when i'm at work that's why i choose canva magic write it works fast generating texts in seconds thanks to ai common side effects include increased productivity compliments from coworkers, feelings of satisfaction now i can say bye-bye to writer's block ask your boss if canva magic write is right for you at canva.com designed for work with the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Another day of retail winners. Uh, last time it was Walmart. Today it's Lowe's and Target. And that's, that has futures close to session highs. We'll get the opening bell in just about eight minutes. You're watching CNBC Squawk on the Street, live from the financial capital of the world. The opening bell in four and a half minutes. 
busy Wednesday morning as we uh, watch not only the retailers talked about uh, Target a moment ago, Jim, uh, but uh, the degree to which other companies are exposed to tariffs. Oh, boy. Uh, J.P. Morgan put out a pretty extensive list of companies that are exposed to what they uh, are calling stage three, uh, stage four, just a few of them. Uh, Dow, Nucor, Boeing, Textron, Cat, Hog, yeah, I, Whirlpool, PVH, the, Tapestry, you name it. There are, look, some of these... Tapestry was his major focus on it. It's like, look, these companies are all very open about it on the call. Tapestry's, uh, I would say, uh, troubled. Uh, PVH, troubled. Uh, Whirlpool, a little less than troubled. Uh, but they're varying degrees. And what you need is scale to be able to go and tell people, listen, we're not paying there. But when you go and you look at uh, where countries are just get, wow. If you work right now in Vietnam, if you're in Thailand, Cambodia, Man, I don't know what the I don't know what the unemployment rates are in those countries, but you just keep hearing those same names. Home Depot's call was a primer on how the that all they said every single supplier, everyone is moving out of China. If you read that and you were the president, and I'm not the president, I I don't have any ambition on Greenland at all. It's not like the Louisiana Purchase. Um, but if you were them, you might say this: this is the point of maximum leverage. If everybody's moving out, this is when maybe you can do a deal. But when we heard the president yesterday, I mean, he was so adamant that there's no deal coming that I thought he eviscerated anyone who thought that. Well, the beginning of his tweet this morning, something about things going great. Which, what, what was the wording on China? It was well, something about something I think Peter Navarro. Look, this is the yeah, Peter Navarro doing great with China. Well, he's doing great, meaning what? No, no. trade deals. I'm not sure what that means. He's on the J-PAL warpath. I mean, you know, uh, oh he my would God, every day, every, every almost, can you almost every if you, day. You're home at the dinner table. At some point, we need to add up the tweets. It's been a hundred different tweets that have oh, on the frequency of yeah, uh, Powell. Powell mentions and tweets. Yeah, oh, for it's, sure, it's yeah. uh, it's an obsession with him. Well, Friday uh, morning's it's an obsession. Friday morning is coming around pretty soon here, Jim. I mean, what what is he going to say? You know, I I think that he is too much of a of a gentleman to get into the scrum here. I don't think he takes the bait at all. And I think he just says, listen, we will do what's necessary as to sustain the expansion. I mean, if you listen to Moynihan, Moynihan, this uh, Bank of Marcus Moynihan, he was very, very adamant that the whole yield curve should, as he went 100%, there are no way, there's no way to get income elsewhere. The 30 year, the German 30 year. You give it to them for 30 years, and you, what do you get back? It's not even as good. You know, savings bonds were better. You get back less. You get back less. Yes. Well, that's a real good investment. First, uh, first auction uh, with negative yield. By the way, uh, to your point about Moynihan, he did say that a yield curve doesn't mean you have to go into recession. Here's what he told Becky a moment ago. Yield curve moved around. The punditocracy got going, saying, here, this means a recession is coming. But... If you actually think about it, there could be two reasons the yield curve is moving around. You're seeing that debate take hold, which is part is the debate of a flight to quality. That this is 80, 90 percent of all the yield in the world is available in the United States. So the money comes flying here because you're going to give your money to someone $1,000 and they give you back less in 10 years. Or you're going to give your money to someone $1,000 and they give you back more in 10 years. And so that's why there's a great debate about that. But what it's going to come down to is what's really going on in the economy. Right. I mean, Carl. Uh, Echoes Bass, of what Kyle, Kyle Bass, Bass said yesterday. Yes. Yesterday, 90 percent of the yield is here. And that's why yep. he thinks, which is a bit out of consensus, that rates could come down to as low as zero here just because of the overall demand for our paper. Although uh, PIMCO, big piece in the FT on PIMCO getting awfully defensive on bonds, saying you get any kind of mild 
trade deal, you get a huge snapback in yields. Well, I think that could be true because then we would be signaling worldwide growth. But they, those have a lot. Those yields, well, they got to come up a lot. They don't, they're not going to happen overnight, I don't think. I, look, when you look, the president has a point when the shortest rates are better. You really don't want to do any investing. You want to keep it short here. But if you're from Germany, look, this is when they should be doing 50-year treasury. We should be doing 50-year treasuries. Now, the president could be so constructive. He is just not constructive. You can't take Jay Powell. Is it, I'm going to use a word that my mother would say. Is a distinguished person. He's a member of the... He's a community, he's a kind man, he's a good man. That's from Apocalypse Now. But I don't even know what to say. I mean, I'm flabbergasted. Have you ever seen a guy made more fun of? Who's act- I, mean, I mean, look, I said once that they know nothing, but that was a statesman-like thing. And I, I wasn't the president. It's the president of the United States. By the way, at the big board this morning, let's just get this biotech company, Lineage Cell Therapeutics at the NASDAQ, cloud computing company, Appian. Yeah, you're right. You're compared to the president. You the were statesman-like. You but yeah. I mean, he canceled a trip to Denmark because they wouldn't sell him Greenland. Something was rotten in Denmark. He had a, just all... Look, I think it was a down payment issue, right? It was a, how much was he willing to put down? I mean, I think in the end, the tweet where he put the Trump hotel. Oh, wait, you could borrow incredibly cheaply. He knows that. Someone hacked him. He knows that. Someone hacked his. Who? Someone hacked his Twitter account. No. I mean, who would ever say these things? Tweet. Really, you're surprised? It's the President of the United States. This has been a while now. I'm just you're not just tuning into this, are you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we had some presidents, you know, some doozies like Harding. Harding. Harding was states. Guys, um, leading the charge today, you're going to see the Best Buys, the Dollar Trees, even the Deers and the Cats uh, and the Western Digits, anybody who's exposed. People are willing to spend. Dollar Tree, remember, they no longer have goods that are just a dollar. That's very important. People don't realize how that was a major, major shift that they decided that Gary Philbin said, you know what, just because we have Dollar Tree, we are not going to be limited to a dollar. Now, five below is going to start having stuff that's a little bit more expensive. That, that's making a comeback. But I, I, look, if you're, I am not capable of saying how much positive you can get from these comps. They're, they're just very positive. And these are people who are not feeling the pain. Now, Toll Brothers, everyone was, was, was trashing Toll Brothers' quarter. Okay, so it's not as good year of year. I was a little let down. But uh, $800,000 house is their average now. People want starter homes. They're starting to move out of their parents' house right now. Now, they're not getting big houses. They get $250,000 DR, you know, Horton houses. Yeah. But they're moving. And when you, yeah, some told people didn't like that. Household formation is important. Household formation is coming back. Maybe we're going to start having kids again. Boy, that would be dynamite. We do need people. We could use that too. We need more people. We need people. Um, we need people. People, people, given people who need people. Of, they're the one. They're the a lot of immigrants. Right, the most wonderful people in the world. But from Brooklyn. She's from Brooklyn. Barbara Streisand. Yes, she is. She, see, the Brooklyn people, they just sound off. Except for, um... The Supreme Court Justice, you know, Scalia. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yes, well, Scalia was from Queens. So. He was? Yes. He was a distinguished jurist. Yes, he was. He would never be true. Did he talk about pal and golf this morning? He did. Well, compared, him to, compared him to a golfer who doesn't have that the touch. Did you ever, how much would your mother take in the hairbrush out and beat you if you did? <laughs> well, I, I think it's fair to say if, 
uh, if we said things that the president says about others, we probably we might not work here anymore. Might? I would fire me. I mean, it's just not. I don't know. We're about 100 points uh, below the what we've lost in that sell-off Isn't last that week. Isn't amazing? And Apple. Look at Apple. Now, what are you hearing about the credit card? Because they have been so tight-lipped. Well, I know what they're saying about buybacks. The Journal has a piece today. Apple and Amgen and Cisco, the three biggest purchasers of their own stock, uh, slowing their year-on-year and their sequential Look, buybacks. My Chapel Trust owns all three, and I'm absolutely... Uh, uh, you know, certain that when you look at them, you, you, they, they shouldn't be buying as much. I mean, the stocks are, I mean, Apple, you shouldn't be buying as much. They bought a lot at 160, 170. They're not on autopilot. They're being a little more sensible. Right. Amgen was a disaster, okay? But they people were very worried about the fact that they had one drug. They just got Enbrel. That uh, a Jersey court just said, okay, they bought a lot of stuff. They've got three big drugs, but, you know, they have an Amavig. Which is not doing as well as Eli Lilly's drug. They would just they would say that they have Repath. I don't know if you guys know Repatha, which is a way to get your cholesterol roll lowered. The, the HMOs keep denying it. The pricing's too high. They got to cut the price of that. And um, you know, then they have a cancer drug. They have a cancer drug in the pipeline that people think may be the strongest ever. That's but are you unnerved by the slower pace of buybacks? Do you think it's related to companies trying to preserve capital? I think it's related to companies that were embarrassed by how much stock were bought back by some companies, and it was just ill-advised. I speak to the corporate treasurers of these I actually speak to all those companies, and those companies are uh, cognizant. Now, we actually had Chuck Robbins on. Chuck Robbins wasn't a big buyer of stock. Uh, uh, Kelly Kramer, no relation, KK. Wasn't a big buyer of stock in the 50s. But I think they're hand over fist in the 40s. Look how that stock's been acting. So the, what I'm saying is, is that these three companies have become price sensitive. Instead of just buying, Luca, Luca Maestri, the CFO of Apple, he put a ton of stock in 200. It was a mistake. But then he wasn't there with, with by the barrel full when it went down to 140. But he did come back in the 160s, 170s. To buy it at 213, right. maybe it But the question, again, is as a, as a percentage of their available cash or what they have typically done, are they going to spend less? And therefore, will there be less support the, overall? Well, look, I think that they can read the papers, too. You know, they know that market's not that good. Look, when people... Listen, the benefits of the tax cut for oh, corporate America okay. have now annualized or more, and so, you know, there was an initial... You, you also, you were repatriating for, for nothing. You could bring the money back and buy that stock. Do you want Luca to stand there and buy stock at 210? Does that make any sense to you, the CFO of Apple? He's a very smart guy. And he doesn't just... I mean, I've talked with him many times, and I just said, listen, guys... You should look at the price of the stock before you just buy. I know, but how much of the market's overall move over the last, what was the stat from two, since 2013, $4 trillion? But why not? I think that's the right number. What should they $4 have done with the money? Dollars? What should they do? But do like, what, season uh, two in the shield with well, them put it all up in the chimney? They can't find any more productive uses for it, money. and they had a lot of active investors on their butts. For uh, uh, you know, what saying you, return it to shareholders. Look, 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 look what they're making. Maybe the business roundtable gets them to stop buying shares and yeah. start doing capex. No. Well, I'm building soccer fields. The cap, the cap, that was a good plan. The capex that they're spending in retail is extraordinary. Their sales, you know, and their their software. You know, one of the things capex overrated. What matters is giving money to ServiceNow, to Workday, giving money to so- software as a service. Salesforce, Adobe. 
Adobe. Adobe, yes. Amazing company. Amazing. Adobe. It's been incredible the way they shifted their business model over the last well, number you, of years you and bring the in performance Adobe. of that company. You don't need as many people if you bring in Adobe. And you don't model. need as much capital equipment. All the money is being spent that I see is on uh, distribution centers. And auto, uh, auto, you, you automate a distribution center. That's Honeywell. And that, by the way, Zebra Technologies does that, too. That's where the money's being spent. Warehouse, distribution. But it, the CapEx, what are they supposed to do? Buy tractors? Uh, this is the difference between now and when Kodak was the, the giant. You, know, right. you needed to spend exactly a lot of money right. to grow. The, the only guys who are really spending a lot of money are the companies that are trying to figure out what to do with all the natural gas. When they keep they build all these pseudo-refineries everywhere to try to separate the liquids from the natural. Uh, natural gas, you know, we exported $6 billion. Uh, cubic feet last yesterday. Yeah, well, Six apparently billion. there's completion of a new pipeline that's yeah. going to increase our exports, and we are by far going to be the largest exporter by of, far of yes oil and related and, and related products. Well, we're going to pass everybody for NACU. David didn't believe me when I said 17 million barrels in the next four years. That is a shocking number. That's but it's why. from the guy. It's from Sheffield. I know. We're, look, why do you think the oil stocks go, go pretty much go down on good news and bad news? Because there's too much oil. So the Permian is too much of a good thing. Per moment, Permian is pumping, what, 5.3, 5.2 million yesterday? Well, I get daily numbers now for the Permian. I'm a real idiot. Sort I'm of not. reminds me of uh, solar energy and now Tesla, as yeah, uh, Walmart sues them over alleged widespread negligence for, related to solar panel yeah, fires. That was, was suboptimal. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you forget that they bought Solar City. Yeah, I ain't going to play Solar Tesla. City. That was a big mistake. Tesla shares are down over 2%. I guess that may be one of the reasons. Well, you think that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to agree with that. Are you? Yeah. I mean, other than, yeah. Well, we had um, Ron Barron on yesterday. What's he using? A 2,742 price target? He is. Good. He's a very much, very positive on its future. Within two years, I believe, he said it'll be 100. I think what that's... At least $100 billion. Uh, I think that's fabulous. You know, guy has a level of optimism like that. Don't fear optimism, right? Jim. Don't fear, Don't fear optimism. Larry, I thought that was a great rap. Don't fear optimism. I thought that was a great rap. And then, boy, how about how about the sucker punch? What, bringing up the 2007 quote that Chuck did. <laughs> hey, but you were optimistic in 2005. Yes, that was like. <laughs> and then, but then Larry, to his credit, said, "Yeah, I got that wrong." He did. He that did was a indeed. very good interchange. Well, Chuck is fabulous. Chuck Todd. I. It was painful. Oh, yeah. Oh, but. guys, quick on this techno, which I had mentioned the other day. They yeah. kind of confirmed what we were reporting the other day, that they did you know, have this letter that they received from Apollo. Remember, this is owner local yeah, what was station. Stock's getting hit on this. Uh, where Apollo said they're interested, but the most recent talks have not been about that, but about Apollo selling them and or combining some of the stations uh, or the stations that they are in the process of buying with Tegna maybe in the form of an RMT. Nothing really to report there, but stock finally going down on this from the company, this statement. What does Tegna, why did they pick that name? Because that's, I a, don't know, it's a horrible That's kind name. of an oil service company, you know? Yeah. Is it, oh, really? Well, no, I'm saying it's like a pipeline. Yeah. I don't um, know. They got to revise that. Got to revise that? Yes, you? yes. I'm focused on tariffs. Uh, focus on tariffs? Well, because I think that that J.P. Morgan piece got a lot of people worried. $600 per year. But then you have the tax cut. How about the payroll tax cut? Payroll it's tax no cut is not happening. You need approval well, of the House. Right. The, the, well, the, I so think the questions here are, would the House approve it? And on, capital, on, on indexing to inflation on capital gains, can he do it through executive order? Isn't that amazing that he thinks he can? Do we know that he can't? It's little. I don't know. The founding fathers weren't thinking of it. 
they didn't, they didn't have a line on it. And by the way, the Second Amendment was about militia, but founding fathers. Yes, I know. Them. I know. Who are those guys anyway? Overrated. Federalist Papers. No thanks. Certainly, if you believe it's possible, why sell now? I don't know. Why I mean, not do the 50-year? I mean, I think he's afraid to do the 50-year because we talk about it, and then he'd have to credit us, <laughs> which would just be devastating. Well, he could, Mnuchin could just do that, right? Of course he could. Right. He what is Mnuchin that. doing? What's he got cooking? Very busy. He's busy. He's busy? Sure he's a big, big department. There's a lot going on there. Yeah, he Phone is, calls with, uh, with Diamond and Corbett. Yes, that's signing, for sure. signing dollar bills along with the treasurer. Which is more of an honorific. Yes, the treasurer is an honorific. Yeah, what were all those phone calls? What was the phone? Was it about how their ATM's not working? Hey, my ATM's. He's on the case. He's on it. Well, they, if he's on the case, he needs to do a 50-year. He's not going to do it. You've been sitting here talking about doing a long-dated bond forever. I did it to, to Gary Cohn. just five years ago. To, you, but yeah, they're not going to listen to Billion you. Billion-dollar whale, David. Uh, 60 points or so away from erasing last Wednesday's uh, collapse. Let's get to Bob Pisani. Bob? Good morning, Carl. Happy Wednesday, everybody. A nice little rally here. We've got some vague talk about payroll tax reductions, but I think what's really mattering is some decent retail earnings is helping things overall. That always calms things down and see retail doing well. So there you go, leading the pack. Retail stocks, energy, banks, industrials. There's a classic uh, trio of cyclicals doing well. Utilities lagging. That's nice to see when the cyclicals are all moving to the upside. If you take a look at the the retail earnings, uh, boy, what a number out of target. And look at this here. 99 bucks. That's a historic high, I believe. $99. Lowe's also having a great day. Even Urban Outfitters, they talked about the third quarter same store sales trending positive. They're even up. Urban Outfitters had a terrible year, though. They're, they're down about 30%. Best Buy, no earnings from there, but they're dragging some of the retailers to the upside. So uh, it's useful to remember generally, full year earnings guidance is the most important metric for companies. Not always, but generally, it's a good way to look. And retailers, not bad for this earnings season, affirmed their earnings guidance for the full year. Lowe's, TJX, Home Depot, Kohl's raised, Target, Walmart even very, very slightly raised their full year outlook. Good, good numbers overall for retailers, and that's a positive sign overall. Uh, for today, FOMC minutes are going to be coming out. I have a problem with this. I'm not sure how useful these minutes are going to be, and that's because this happened on July 30th and 31st. This was before the tariff hike was announced by the president, the new one for China. Remember, that was August 1st, as I recall. So this, happened, this meeting happened before these additional round of tariffs. That's why I think maybe these minutes are going to sound a little more hawkish than people thought. There were two dissenters uh, at that time. They were... Uh, apparently resistant to raising rates. Maybe they won't be. So uh, just take this whole minutes thing when we report it at 2 o'clock with a little bit of a grain of salt here. I think Morgan Stanley about Jackson Hole had the right attitude. Everyone's trying to figure out what's the tone going to be. It's premature to expect a signal on the size of the Fed's September move. We expect the chair to maintain flexibility on size, reminding the Fed will act as appropriate to sustain the expansion. That's the phrase you're going to hear. Maybe not that infamous mid-cycle correction phrase, but more like this. Whether that's enough for the market, who knows? Finally, just on buybacks, a lot of discussion today. Level of buybacks in the second quarter were lower than last year. I say calm down, everybody. It doesn't necessarily mean too much. Here's $166 billion. Last year, $190. That's a 13% reduction. Okay, you want to keep an eye on that, but you want to remember something. We saw numbers last year for buybacks we've never seen before, and not even anywhere close. Take a look at the numbers here. This was the record year. 
572 billion. Last year we had 806 billion. You see that? This number is 40% higher than the prior record year. We've never seen anything like that. The tax cuts, a lot of new money coming into corporations. They had money, they spent it on buybacks. This year, if you double the number for the first two quarters, you get 740 billion. That's still the second best year ever. I'm not willing to say the buyback revolution is over just yet. This is a more normal number in the 500 billion dollar range. So let's keep an eye on this. But right now, these numbers are perfectly appropriate for what we've been seeing so far this year. Guys, back to you. All right, let's get to the bond pits. Thanks, Bob. Uh, Rick Santelli at the CME Group in Chicago. Morning, Rick. Good morning, Carl. You know, everybody's talking about it, so let's get it out of the way right at the top. Yes, uh, we saw 30-year bond yields in Europe issued basically uh, discounted, meaning you're going to get less back, I guess you would say premium. But... Whatever the case, it's traveling down the curve. We had a 10-year boond auction. Now we have a 30-year boond auction. And these aren't good developments. I'd actually rather hear uh, this is the end of it versus this is the beginning. But as we line up to see what size weaponry we fire that liquidity gun in Europe at the ECB meeting on September 12th, the markets certainly are getting ready for it. Hopefully we'll hear something about it from the Jackson Hole get-together. Look at a 24-hour chart of 10s, then a one week of 10s. Yes, we're up a bit on the day, but really it's more of a consolidation move, and it is global. Uh, look at a 24-hour boons difference with 10s. It came off its higher yields quite quickly. Uh, if you look at a year-to-date of uh, 10s minus boons, it's narrowing. This, in my opinion, isn't a good thing. We want to outdistance ourselves from these negative rates, continue to be the magnet of capital around the world. And finally, let's look at the LQD. That's the investment-grade ETF. Inception date, I believe, the summer of 2002. These are the highest levels ever. Many investors are enamored with the notion of investment grade, even triple Bs. But at the end of the day, they're very happy with very small add-ons to already low treasury rates. Carl, David, Jim, back to you. All right, Rick, we'll see you in a little while. Rick Santelli, party time for Jeff Bezos. He was with Katy Perry and rapper Lil Nas X, known for the smash hit Old Town Road, at Amazon's post-Prime Day concert for company employees last night in Seattle. Uh, now that's that's some talent. That's a get. Wow! For your employee meeting. <laughs> it's cool. Mm. Yeah. Well, Walmart does the same. They have the, usually a pop star or two at, show up at, at their the annual, annual meeting. meeting yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a, I mean, last year I'm, was they had a big name this year. Yeah. Yeah. What? I think Elton John's done it in recent yeah, yeah, past few years. I forget who it was. I love Elton John. See him in concerts. Fantastic. He's not touring anymore. I know. No, I saw him. On his farewell, yes. One of my absolute favorites. <laughs> Thank you to the booth for that, uh, for a little Nas. We're up 250. We're going to see if we can get all the way back to where we were a week ago today. We're back in a minute. There's a look at the Dow 30. Walmart's green riding some uh, Target and Lowe's uh, coattails, but it's Nike and Cat that are leading us right now as we're up 247. We'll get stopped trading with Jim in a minute. Time for Jim and stop trading. You know, analog devices, ADI, which is kind of a building block of semiconductors, had a number that really wasn't great. And even a week ago, this stock probably would have been down five. Look at it. It's up. This is just, this market is so bipolar. A number that would have caused a decline in all the semis produces an increase. And that just shows you, uh, to me, a testament that, frankly, 
the market can't make up its mind. And I don't actually regard this as positive because, and the reason I, d- I don't is because what it says is the market can't make up, you know, day to day. It is, you know, how do you game a market? You can't trade a market where you get, if you were short analog devices, you would have come in today and say, yes, yes, they blew it. And, you know, the stock's up. It, it, it's just an incredible market in terms of the days that it's up versus, say, last, last week. That's a very hard market. And I, I don't know how to explain it other than the fact that maybe it's just so thin. A, a lot of traders feel the pain you're describing right, right now. I mean, Indeed. analog devices was not a great quarter. Amazing. NVIDIA. NVIDIA was bad until it was good. Just like my dogs. Bad, not as good, bad. How about tonight, Jim? Okay, I have one of the uh, strongest stocks that no one's ever heard of called Paycom. It's fintech. I've been trying to bring in all the fintech people. If you look at that stock, it's, it's just it's shocking. And then Equinix, uh, Charles Myers, the data center is supposed to be weak. That's supposed to be the Achilles heel of tech. So let's find out their data center. Not, it's not the gym. Understood. Which is very, very controversial. Data centers may take over the malls, though. That may be what they need to well, repurpose need to all the something. space for. How's Sears doing? They got good air conditioning. There you go. There you go. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.